Welcome to the Game Design Reviews Podcast Show. It's episode four, and we are recording on the 15th of November, 2009. My name is Christian Majewski, and with me today are my co-hosts. How about you introduce yourself, guys? Hi, I'm Fabrizio. And I'm Joe. And we have, uh, well, this time, I mean, we, we made a longer break uh, to, to, make, to record our next pro- podcast. Um, we're trying to establish kind of a rhythm here, but we were failing miserably, so uh, we apologize. <laughs> so let's not mention that rhythm. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so we were not going to mention any rhythms at all. We just, you know, we're going to record everything as we see fit. Um, nevertheless, uh, we have uh, three bits of inform- news or information, so this... this, uh, this uh, Episode is going to be all about um, the new things. News. The news, yeah. The news episodes. Um, so one of the things is that um, Yuchong released a new game. Well, almost released a new game. Not uh, technically released uh, on the net, which is the plan, but uh, it's now... Or it had been on a fair for a week, last week. It was on an agricultural fair called uh, Agritechnica in Hannover, Hannover, Germany. And it was used on the booth of John Deere. To promote their products. Yeah, so um, we have some bits about uh, about that. You can maybe describe something and say something about the game finally because yeah. you, you've been holding yourself back in the, the last episodes. The next bit of information is going to be uh, that Fabrizio uh, started uh, to work for the Cologne Game Lab on a very interesting research project for the Apple iPhone, right? Uh, right, yes. It's about uh, developing an iPhone game, mm-hmm. which, uh, well, where the target or the aim is more or less to, um, to use the as 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 much as possible of the of the technique or the technical possibilities and create some kind of a um, of a location based social game. All right, so kind of. So you, so you've been digging into into this stuff for one week now. So yeah, maybe we can uh, uh, we, we have something some insights or already for us we can discuss about. And then uh, there's, of course, something about me, uh, which if you know, if you already saw um, uh, the post on the po- in, on our uh, blog, which is my independent game called Drama, which I was able to finally um, release for the um, Independent Games Festival. It's not out yet, but I'm currently working on it, uh, so it will be released probably uh, by the end of this year. Uh, so before we get into the news bits, um, I thought we maybe warm up a little bit about uh, and talk about uh, some games we played previously and some things we heard recently about some games we often play, like Street Fighter, <laughs> 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 for example, I don't know. So uh, one of the things that we saw recently is that uh, there is a new version of Street Fighter coming up called Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4. And it has some features which we kind of missed in the current version of Street Fighter, which is, for example, the ability to create lobbies with more than one person. And also to constantly keep in a playing flow and not uh, to connect every time again when you want to play against somebody else. Yeah, yeah. This is also something really sucky. So I think you, Fabrice, have the the most online experience. (laughs) Uh, What do you think about this? Uh, about this feature, yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, it's good. <laughs> it's 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 kind of a logical step, and I'm also wondering why they did not already implement it into the 
current version. Yeah. Because it's pretty obvious that it's it sucks because, you know, if a fighting game lasts only for, I don't know, two, at the maximum three minutes yeah. if you if you play, if you have a kind of a very tactical and long-lasting game. So it's, it's really strange that they did not do something like this. There is a function that you can kind of, it's, it's kind of a query mode. It means when you are playing um, a single-player mode like um, the um, challenge mode or mm -hmm. the, the arcade mode. Even the challenge mode? Yeah, the challenge mode oh, also. I thought only the arcade mode. No, it's, I think I, it's, I think it's always on whatever you're doing. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. No, if if you're on the menu, nothing happens. Okay. But as, but when you're playing, um, um, you have the the lobby is opened in the background. So mm -hmm. when somebody connects to a lobby, you immediately get a message, message, and um, you can jump, to, jump into the game. Jump into the game. So you kind of tag yourself as I'm open, open to open, play. Yeah. Kind of yes. And then you do something different, and then at some point, a challenger jumps in, and you can choose to fight him instead of playing online. Right. Uh, no, offline. I, actually, you can't choose. And that's what I find annoying. Ah, okay. So you, you have to you accept every challenge. Like in arcades, like somebody has pressed or, or inserted a coin, uh -huh. and uh, well, a new challenger has arrived, and yes, yeah. your your match will be aborted. Always. Oh, that sucks. So that it's sucks. yeah. I mean, it's 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 not pretty elegant. It it's, it also seems like kind of an um, of a temporary uh, yeah. uh, solution for the problem they seem to have because uh, it's so obvious that. So I'm curious because you have been playing a lot of online Street Fighter Online. How do you play? Do you create a new lobby? Do you jump into a lobby? Do you use this system? I, I have to say this this option to um, to activate this query mode or this uh, free to, free to play mode and mm -hmm. do something different. I didn't find it at the first time. It, it's it's some kind of um, um, hidden. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's difficult to find. To I I, I found it difficult to find because mm -hmm. I, I did not really um, really get it that this mode now was active. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's an, uh, there's an icon kind of indicating it, but, but it's not communicated. That no, you can do that. Right. It's mm -hmm. it's really strange. It's you know just one setting under I don't know multiple settings and you just can activate it. Okay, but it's it's not really like uh, hey. Here you can activate this, and then when you're playing um, another game mode or single-player mode, this and this will happen. It's also strange that you have to go into a directory structure, you know, like navigation structure to turn it on and Not off. Not necessarily. You can, in the main menu, if you press, I think it's the right bumper. Ah, okay. Then, yeah. okay. But oh, still, the, 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 nice, the, point, the point is valid that uh, you, you should always be able to see which what status you are. Maybe yeah. it's some, somewhere it's on or something, but that's not totally clear enough. Clear enough. Mm. Um, I would... I would suggest something like uh, a different background, so you, you can see now I'm open and or now I'm just uh, for myself. I mean, there is this little this little buddy icon in green, which is indicating that you're kind of online now and waiting for mm -hmm. um, for a challenge. But mm -hmm. um, it's also very small, small and you know yeah. somewhere it's it's strange. So you have been using this mode to play online? I've I've been using this at the beginning and then afterwards. I don't know. I I've, I think because I somehow felt like. Um, I just want to play now. I, I don't want to go into the to the arcade or whatever mode. Do something and then wait to to be interrupted and you know play. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's kind of strange. I don't know. So you want to play now when you yeah, go play online? Yeah, but the, also the problem is with playing now. Sometimes you know you get very fast some an, an opponent, but also another times it it takes pretty long time until mm -hmm. somebody arrives in mm -hmm. your in your lobby. It's mm -hmm. It's strange. So um, when the, the problem thing, uh, the one thing I, I found curious that um, 
you know, in the current version of Street Fighter, there is a lobby, but you can only have two people inside this lobby, right? Right. Mm. So why do you have a lobby at all? I mean, it's why just do- it's just for creating a game. It's nothing more. So it's, it's really strange. Yeah. And so, what do you do when you play online? Do you create a game and and pick an opponent and play again and again against the same opponent, or how do you switch? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> this is this is funny. I mean, um, two things. The first thing is <laughs> at the beginning. I could perform the moves better when I play to the right side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> playing to the right side means you have to create a lobby because then you play on the uh, you play mm, in the direction of the right side. side. Yeah. So this was where when I you know start where I started with. Mm-hmm. And after a certain time, I recognized that it's really kind of a handicap to you know play better in one direction than <laughs> yeah. into another. It's it's fucked up because also in the fight you get into the, to the situation where you can get to the situation pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But you have to play into another direction. So you trained yourself to be able to do so it. I yeah so I constrained myself myself somehow trained it a little bit but it's strange that they don't mix it up so yeah. so you don't don't get advantage from 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 either side it's it's really strange I don't know mm-hmm. but um the other thing is and uh, this this is also a nice option I think it happened by chance because um, I was playing against a guy and we were kind of at the same level I would say I was at the first match I was a little bit better than him but you, you've, you've seen, okay, the no guy, the, the, the guy, he knows the basics, he, he can he controls his character, and it was kind of fair, the match. And the guy, he, he just added me directly after the match as a friend, and wanted to play again, and opened the uh, Xbox Live party, and um, we played against each other several times, mm-hmm. because we were kind of at the same level, and he had seen this and directly, you know, used this function. This was kind of nice. So this is uh, an option if you want to play in a steady flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, option. yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> Well, so um, one of the things I found really annoying about this new update is that uh, it's not a DLC because it doesn't look like there is so much improvement uh, that you know that it would uh, rationalize of releasing an entire new game for it. Are they going to put new characters into it? Yes, and uh, they say they're going to do tweaks to how the moves work and everything, but still, it doesn't sound like something that wouldn't couldn't be done in DLC. Well, I'm really, I'm pretty curious about what they will do with their uh, move structure because right yeah. now I think it's pretty cool. Well, then there are some exploits which they want to close up. I think uh, there was an um, infinite combo you can do with the with a Mexican guy. Oh, he's such a sucky character. To play. <laughs> I hate it's a, him. <laughs> it's a sucky character, but there is some some way to set up. Uh, it's very difficult to execute, but you can do it theoretically. You can do a infinite com- combo. El fuerte. El fuerte. That's right. But what I really hate about this guy is, you know, this this movement. That there's um, some kind of movement he can do to initialize certain. Yeah. yeah. So it comes this running. Yeah. yeah I yeah. hate it so much. It's it's it looks so silly. <laughs> it, it sounds so silly. It's, <laughs> that, yeah. It's you know. I mean. Of course, it's it's kind of a comic style fighting game, but you know every fighter is at least some kind of seriousness, and it, if he doesn't have it, like Except Dan, Rufus. for example, or Rufus, or Aku- uh, Sakura, or, or Sakura. Okay, <laughs> but you know there's there's still a, ser- a certain seriousness about it. But okay. you know this running is just so Silly. fucked up. I mean, uh, I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like him either. <laughs> okay. Told us that right. All <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> like like the Star Wars uh, thing. And, and, and I don't like him either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're dead. Anyway, so uh, 
Well, we we are certainly looking forward to it because you know when when you two guys were playing uh, Street Fighter and then I was like one time I was like hey, I would like to check out what they're doing, but there is no possibility to do it right now. I, I guess we all agree that the um, multiplayer mode on Street Fighter right now is very unpolished, very very basic. Uh, there was yeah, there was very little right. regard uh, on you know, when they designed it. They did, didn't have any uh, specific needs of the players in mind. They just kind of. It's a cl- traditional single-player game and just slapped on something yeah. online. Yeah. Exactly yeah. like but, that. Well, I'm not sure the game because the online code is pretty. It's pretty solid. Sna- yeah. Snappy. Yeah. Um, so the mean, lag is not bad. Ter- so I mean, in terms of the, the okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That's so that, that's an indication that uh, they they put some effort in, uh, into it beforehand. Okay, but it's but right. the u- usage is but but only in in terms of you know performance during the fight itself, yeah. but yeah. not yeah. around the fight. So yeah. So technologically, there is a lot of effort put into it, but design-wise, it's it's a bit lacking. Yep. Mm. All right. Um, I have I have played a lot of games since our last podcast, <laughs> and um, actually three. Um, but one of them is Modern Warfare. I, I want to discuss it uh, because there are a lot of people talking about Modern Warfare right now, and and it's no there is no point. There is nothing I can add to it, at least until I get into swing, uh, multiplayer mode, maybe a bit. But one of the game I, I was working, I was really playing a lot was um, um, Burnout Paradise. Oh. Actually, before Red Fraction, I was playing a lot of Burnout Paradise, and this has re- some really interesting multiplayer options. Because what you said, you know, like you meet people online and and uh, create parties and everything, and you know, add him as a buddy and everything. This happens on a regular basis in in Burnout Paradise. Mm-hmm. Because they don't uh, well, it's, it's it's a bit flawed on one side, but it's a little bit cool on the other side. Like there is no, there is no uh, easy option to get into a race, like what you would expect from a racing game, online racing game. Like you would expect you know, some button you can press to race with other people online, right? Right. Uh, well, Burnout Paradise doesn't have such options. You just you can do something called free burn online, which means you connect with people and then you are in a, inside the city and you're kind of driving around doing nothing. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> and it's like, what the, f- what I'm supposed to, how can I race? And barely anybody actually races because what people mostly do are these challenges. You get like missions you have to fulfill, like, you know, jumping on a specific place or doing a certain amount of jumps or, I don't know. Um, uh, but what I thought about the missions, most of the missions were pretty, pretty easy. I mean... The problem with the yeah. missions is, you know, the more people you got on the yeah. in your game, of course, the higher the risk is that somebody doesn't do it or is just too well, that, slow or something. There are two kinds of missions. One of the missions is are the, the basic missions. They are really easy, yeah. but there are then the timed missions, which are really hardcore and, ah, okay. uh, and they're really difficult. You have to like you know collect in a certain place, and then you have like thirty seconds to go backwards on a certain street, and then somebody <laughs> always messes up the street, and uh, or, <laughs> it's really really annoying. But um, you know because the entire game is so cooperative, it's never you know me against somebody, but me with somebody doing a certain challenge. It's always this very cooperative thing. So if you find somebody who is actually quite able at the game, you immediately hook up and, and exchange um, exchange uh, you know buddy addresses and everything, so we can you know play online for some later and everything. It's really oh, nice. nice, and it's, it's really uh, it's a kind of gaming environment where you know kind of this asshole Halo Three player type <laughs> doesn't survive actually because you know there's nothing for you to do in, in Burnout Paradise if you're an asshole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I like that very much. Yeah, with Street Fighter, is uh, there's place for assholes, right? Yeah, too it, bad. Too bad. <laughs> How? 
I mean, uh, how how far do you think that uh, there is a place for assholes? Well, it's fighting against other guys, so you can be an asshole and, and select kind of Ken and, and Ryu all the time. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing. But, oh, I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, you can also send uh, nasty messages afterwards. And yeah, example, so uh, noob or something like this. Yeah, or even even worse. And did you have some some um, voice chat things in Street Fighter where where you were annoyed, like somebody taunting you and everything? No, I mean no, just in-game taunting and, and writing messages, but uh, okay. not uh, not really voice taunting. Because uh, I am bad already as is, so I don't need that <laughs> as an extra. If I'm I'm good, then I think I can uh, craft. All oh, right, okay. <clears throat> I take can it. take it. Yeah, because I, I I can be a good winner, but it's hard to be a loser. All oh, right, okay. And peop many people can't be a good winner, so. All right. I don't, I don't like that. Well, I think if if you if you're you know really into Street Fighter, then you can't be an asshole because then you've shown kind of the because you know the stuff. so yeah. there are rules, so are, you, you have to stick to the rules. You have to show a lot of the dedication, and and most people who are just about annoying people don't don't have this uh, motivation to. And of course, you you can spam certain moves, but um, yeah. there's always or kind of always a countermeasure to it. So yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, um, so as I said, you know, um, Burnout Paradise, I thought it was a very interesting online mode. Um, one of the things I didn't like is uh, that uh, that it's really difficult to get into a game. Like, you know, it's free burning and, and it's establishing a kind of a situation where people play together is very difficult. It's not like the, you know, in modern warfare where you just click on a button and in a couple of seconds you're out there shooting guys. It's a very different kind of philosophy. Uh, another game I was really enjoying was uh, Red Faction, Red Faction Guerrilla, which is a game that re didn't receive so much attention, I think, and I think it's undeserved. It's really a cool game. Uh, you're destroying buildings. Uh, it's a free world and environment. All the missions are about destroying buildings. Actually, the missions are very well designed because each, there are different types, and, and each type is really a lot of fun. Like, you go into, a, into houses and rescue hostages, Which is really cool if you can destroy the house as well. <laughs> so you kind of take the hammer and you know break into walls and get upstairs, get a hostage, then use a hammer to make a, a hole in the ground to jump down to the first floor and <laughs> stuff like is it, that. Is it kind of a science fiction? Setting? Yeah, it's, it's on Mars. Ah, on Mars. Yeah. So gravity, low gravity, also. Um, yeah. Well, it looks like it, but it's. Uh, but I think it's more like you know because it's more fun to be able to do great jumps. It's okay. not not like you know because this is realistic. <laughs> <laughs> It's very unrealistic, everything. You have really cool weapons that destroy everything. It has an atmosphere, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's a terraformed Mars. Okay. Ah, so, terraformed. So very realistic. Uh, I don't know. Well, they, they, um, one thing they got, got really right is um, they all have uh, worn clothes. So they're wearing like big jackets and then shawls and everything. And this is actually the realistic thing to do on Mars because uh, even though it looks like a desert, Mars is really cold. So that's that 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 thing they got right. Um, my my grabs with the game would be that um, the entire environment is a bit boring. Like it's always desert and just a few sheds. There is no like this living, breathing world you have from GTA or something. That that's missing, right? <laughs> and also the story is kind of really throwaway. Like you know, I don't care about all this shit. I just want to destroy buildings. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like Street Fighter. You also don't care about the story, but they also made the story really bad, so you don't <laughs> yeah. want to care. <laughs> Street Fighter has a unique style. Like, you know, every character is, has this 
really, just really over the top and, and styled and, and everything. But, still, uh, but questionable motivations. Yeah. And, uh, it appears like they really mean it. I mean, the only yeah. funny thing was, you know, the power of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the power of what? Power of nothing. <laughs> what's, what's that? I think it's when you um, when you play through with uh, with which Who's one power? was it? I don't know. I think it was Akuma, and um, you have um, at the end you have kind of a you have kind of an outro at the end with with every with every character. Yeah, which is really crappy. Yeah, it's really crappy, but you know, um, there you have it's even more crappy. You see, kind of um, Akuma walking up and Rio, he's kind of destroyed, lying off the ground, and he's just saying, "Oh my God, it's the power of nothing." <laughs> <laughs> this was kind of funny. Because, I totally you know, missed that. Yeah, because there's no word spoken of, you know, what, what is, it's, it's just random, yeah. it, or it seems it's random, like, so... Reminds me of the Big Lebowski, <coughs> which, which... He's nihilist, it doesn't care. <laughs> the nihilist, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lebowski, we are nihilists, we don't believe in nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, in the beginning, the pool. <laughs> the nihilists, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, in Red Fraction, you know, the, the thing is, in Street Fighter, it's so campy. It's it's funny again. You can laugh of it. It's kind of entertaining. And Red Fraction is just it's doing everything right. You know, the, there is a you know, movement, a character arc, and everything. But it's ends ends up being just bland and not interesting at all. The good thing is that uh, it doesn't get in your way of having fun with the game. So if you're not interested in the story, you can just you know skip everything or tone down everything, mm-hmm. and it's it's you can just go out and and be an asshole, spaced asshole. Mm-hmm. There's a great song on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that sounds a lot like a prototype to me. Oh yeah, except for the setting and the game mechanic, but also the bland uh, story and that you, you don't need really care about it. You can still have just uh, so freedom, pure freedom and and uh, fun of destruction and. Uh, power and and and, and uh, consuming people and this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. but you know this is kind of funny because when when uh, when the last gta part was released you know yeah there were pretty much rumors about you know now games are getting back to the story thing and uh, people are now concentrating more on the story and uh, i mean it's still you know there are many possibilities story is one thing mm-hmm. and freedom is also cool so yeah. Nothing like big trends which take over the whole industry. It's, oh. In this in this case, if they really pulled off a really great story, I think it could have been one of the games of the year. But now it's it's just one of the games that you know people sometimes play. Some some ah. it received positive um, positive reviews, but it's not like in you know the game that people talk about and everything. Um, what I, one thing worth mention is that um, that Red Fraction also has a um, a very good multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. It's it's based on Call of Duty, maybe not quite as as well polished, but it's very competent. It's kind of like a um, Quake or or Halo. I haven't played Halo online, but I guess it's like Halo. But everything is destructible, and and you know there's this leveling system from Call of Duty as well. So it's, it's really cool. Fun. Nice. But so it's, it's really crazy this kind of leveling thing. You know they have they have it in kind of every game right now. For example, yeah. I know. Some friends of mine really play pretty enthusiastically um, FIFA online. All right, yeah. And, it know, also has a leveling system. It has kind of a leveling system, which is about you know they have they have established it in order to um, to give you a rating mm-hmm. so that you play against players who are more or less as good as you. Oh, okay. And my friends they were really kind of astonished by it because it's uh, it, it works really good. You know, you get pretty quick to the um, to the level you need in order to play against players who are more or less equal mm-hmm. like you. 
So it's, it's nice, you know, you get into your level pretty fast and just can play. But one of the cool things about uh, the Call of Duty leveling, leveling system is that you unlock new things as you gain experience. Okay, it's also this individual, individual thing, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you have to... Uh, You have to complete five matches and kill so many bad guys to in order to get experience, in order to unlock a new weapon or something. Okay, but um, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I see. It's 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 a different kind of level system because one mm -hmm. is in order to establish kind of a similar player level, and this is more about individuality and more about you know yeah, exploring I'm, the game. I don't know the FIFA system, but it sounds something like from uh, Street Fighter, isn't it? Uh, not exactly, because on Street Fighter. At least I didn't experience that I only play against people who are oh, as good okay. as me. This mm -hmm. is completely mixed up. Yes. <coughs> Even though there is a, an option for... Mm -hmm. uh, you can set a priority for, yeah. for st stability of your connection or the uh, skill. Same, same skill, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, I, but I always lose still. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is that you know, in Call of Duty you never lo lose experience points. You yeah. always gain experience points, like nice. in an RPG. Uh, and from what I understand, the system that we're talking about here uh, in FIFA and in Street Fighter, it's like when you win, you gain, gain points, and when you lose, you lose points. Right, so yeah, so that yeah, yeah, it kind right. of measures how good you are in the game. Yeah. You, you lose battle points as well? You lose. Yes. When you I, lose, thought, you lose. I, I thought only um, championship points you lose. No, you lose also your regular oh, okay. um, match points. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe we can um, discuss the leveling system when you guys get into Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> um, we can look forward to it in the next podcast. We make a short break and we come back with our uh, exciting news bits. And welcome back. We are, uh, we are back now talking about the news items we already discussed. Uh, and the, thing, uh, the first thing we're going to mention is uh, Utronk. It's my game. It's your Harvest game. Mania. Uh, I've been working on it since uh, I think February or something. Quite for a long time. Quite a long time, and it's, it has changed a lot as well uh, over the time, um, because the briefing was relatively open. Uh, it, the only um, rigid parameter was that uh, a certain product or two certain products has to be in it and be advertised. So what about this game? Perhaps you should tell it first. Yeah, no, for what company was it? <laughs> um, I worked for a German software company uh, which came up with the idea that uh, to use a, a game to advertise their product and John Deere's product. John Deere is this manufacturer of harvesting machines and yeah, harvesting equipment. I think it's uh, the biggest um, manufacturer for agricultural uh, machines in the world they make this cool cool robotic do you know those this cool robotic uh, wood harvesting machine like that looks like a giant insect <laughs> <laughs> oh, no I don't know uh, there was a YouTube video on it it's one of those crazy inventions but I think it's not a mass product isn't it I don't know uh, it doesn't make uh, it had, had no influence on your game no oh sadly <laughs> <that I think. laughs> um, the product I was um, supposed to advertise for is uh, it's called AutoTrack mm -hmm. it is a autopilot solution uh, using GPS so you can really precisely uh, harvest your, your fields and not only harvest uh, but generally, generally drive through your fields with high accuracy so that whatever you do um, you know it's harvesting obviously but also seeding or uh, spraying stuff mm -hmm that you don't do that 
uh, twice on the same same um, area, area spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, and apparently it's not not that easy to do it manually. So uh, using this this support technical support can help your efficiency a lot. And so the idea is that uh, this this help should be should be experienceable. Yeah, so the game should be kind of, kind of show you how this product can can help you when you're a farmer yeah. and you want to use the system. Yeah. Or if you don't know if you want to use the system, this product, uh, this game should, is supposed to show you what the advantages are, right? Right. So you can feel it more than just, you know, than looking at a, a, a flyer saying yeah. that this product can help you. Well, if you can play it, then it's hopefully mm-hmm. it's more convincing. So uh, you've been developing it since February, so since yeah, or or March, I don't know. Wow, it's almost like over half almost a year. A, half a year at least. Yeah, yes, I had maybe one month or something uh, pause, but yeah, pretty nice. much the la- the last half year I, I worked on that. And it's on which platform? <coughs> For Flash. All right. Uh, it was pretty clear from the from the start that we were going to release it on the internet. Mm-hmm. So. Wait for Flash. Also, something other than Flash, I cannot offer. Offer. Mm-hmm. But uh, you still want to release on the internet? Yes, but that depends on uh, other uh, matters. So, mm-hmm. so I can't put it just now on the internet on my own, or mm-hmm. you know, on the website to, for people to try or something. Okay. But because uh, well, it's in advertising, so the marketing has to you know give their green light and everything. Okay, so maybe t- tell something about the game. I mean, what do you look at this when you when you start the game? What what kind of screen do you see? What do you control? What is the unique uh, aspect that teaches the players the, the system? Well, uh, after, well, first you get into a kind of uh, lobby or an office um, because this is the other important requirement from my direct client, not from John Deere, mm-hmm. that uh, the software and they can you can. By in conjunction with your, uh, your with your machine, that you should be able to use that software in in the game, so to administer your fields. So, you, so we kind of you see the exact same interface you would see when you buy the product. Almost yes, I ended up building parts of uh, something looked like and it felt like felt like Windows, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Of course, I, I couldn't uh, replicate all the yeah, advanced functions that the software actually offers. And also, in, within the context of the game, it doesn't make sense to do all the stuff course. that doesn't uh, have an influence on the game. So basically, it's just like a skin on a level select screen. Now, yeah, it ended up... Ended up uh, but you can also that. choose um, different... You can customize also your um, your object that you control, the harvesting machine. No, like no. Uh, the machine is, is, okay, is, is fixed. It's fixed. Orig- no, originally, no robots. No, no. No. Originally, there was the idea to have different machines you can upgrade to, and uh, you know, change parts. Pimp, pimp it. Yeah. Gold, but gold, gold spray paint, <laughs> vinyls on the side. You know, diamonds. But that, that kind of doesn't make sense because the the machine is like. Uh, 60 times 60 pixels on the screen. So yeah, so you, you don't you, see anything of it. It's all your, your imagination. Uh, just... Only thing you would see is the width of the cutting cutting yeah. cutting uh, device in the front. Okay, so you go through this 
this special interface this to set, menu, yeah. to set your level, what you want to harvest, and then what what happens? Then you're on the field, and you basically you drive. And, and is, is, how do you see it from first perspective or what? Uh, from the uh, aerial perspective. Oh, so top down, top, top, top down, down view. view yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, well, you have to manually drive at first, so you ca you have a more pronounced uh, difference between what it's like if you do it yourself and how much the help is actually when you don't have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And how do the controls work? Do you work with keys or what? Um, I work with a combination of uh, key the keyboard and the mouse. Mm -hmm. So both hands are occupied. Um, that's to increase a little bit the difficulty on the one, one hand so that the automatic feels even better. And also because in, in, in real life, uh, you also need both hands to... Well, actually, you'd need the hands for the wheel and, and other uh, controls, and you, you need the foot, yeah. of course, mm -hmm. for the gas. But, um, well, we can't have foot. Well, you could, but, <laughs> you could, yeah. but it would uh, limit the number of users <laughs> that are able to play the game. Well, you can't at all in Flash, because uh, right. Flash doesn't ex uh, support... Uh, Wheels? No, wheels or gamepads at all. Hmm. Well, you could use GlovePy to map. Um, yeah, we, we, I kind of uh, ended up doing that uh, because the client wanted to use uh, a wheel, I don't know, month or something before the fair. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I thought, yeah, sure, just uh, implement the USB support or whatever, and they, should, you can, they can just buy it. But no, Flash doesn't support gamepads oh, wow. at all which uh, I'm really surprised by it. Wow. And so um, because I ha had some experience with uh, Wii Flash, which is a library for controlling the Wii mode in Flash mm -hmm. or in Flash games, um, I could do it on short notice. So but now you can control the game also with the Wii mode? Um, yes and no. We did that on the fair, mm -hmm. but uh, you can't do it. I think we won't offer it on the uh, online version okay. because uh, it's... Of course, most people will play it on the PC, so why a uh, Wii mode? The Wii mode is uh, connected to a PC. It, it, it doesn't. The game doesn't play on a Wii. Yes, but uh, I mean, most people who will, will potentially play the game online in the browser won't, won't own a Wii mode, so why... Right. I mean... Very uh, few, very the, few. You think? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know, but uh, offering the Wii mode to play is actually a good, a good move because on the fair, I, I yeah. really realized that people are almost attracted to it, and also they could better relay the the steering motion, mm -hmm. and uh, it's more generally more interesting, especially on the fair, to you know uh, move around the the of wheel course, yeah. mm -hmm. than work the mouse yeah I mean it but was the, not it was uh, I, I didn't want to say something against it <laughs> I would just I just wanted sure. to say that when you are browsing you know the um, the chance that somebody has a Wiimote you know while browsing and just jumping to the game yeah, is sure. really low so this is only the yeah. only point I have the th thing is only that uh, there's the, this reason of course but uh, it's very hard for, to, to offer this uh, functionality via web because uh, you need to have Locally, something. Permission, so okay. Ah, okay, I understand. You, you need to start the server yeah. on on the local machine so that the setup works. So uh, that's the reason why we cannot offer it. Also, with this, the same reason we took um, this functionality out of the CD-ROM version that was 
distributed on a, on a fair. Ah, okay. So uh, you you have then okay. You see top down perspective. You see a harvester. What's your goal in this game? To harvest as uh, quickly and well, as efficiently mm -hmm. as possible. The, the, there's a field and you have to harvest. There's a field and you just uh, drive over it and whatever is uh, crop, you will automatically harvest it. Mm -hmm. The goal is just to do it in a well controlled and, and uh, quick fashion. So uh, as little as possible overlappings mm -hmm. and uh, well don't do unnecessary uh, unnecessary. Uh, driving uh, turns, turns and so on, right? And also, there is this uh, the systematic. I, I saw you have to, with with you have to adjust the speed at which you drive constantly. Mm. Oh yeah, right. This is another aspect that increases a bit, a little bit the difficulty, but also which is something that you will be able to do later on with auto drive on, mm -hmm. which is to adjust your speeds um, depending on on the. Grain, obviously, mm -hmm. on, on each spot, you have to drive... Oh, this is some, something from the real life. Okay. That you have to drive uh, faster or slower depending on, on uh, what you are actually currently harvesting. Oh, okay. okay. The, the density mm -hmm. also, for example. Yeah, density and, and humidity of the grains you, you are getting oh. right now. So, But this is something, obviously, that people don't do because uh, it's too cumbersome or something. Mm -hmm. They just drive through it and uh, whatever is... Well, in there is in there, mm -hmm. but um, well, this is their message. But if you're using AutoTrack, I sound like a salespeople now. Jesus, man, <laughs> the sales gonna go sky high after this yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, but you have, if you have AutoTrack, um, you don't have to drive, so you are not uh, stressed, or, or you, you have your mind free to to do this kind of uh, settings. So uh, you can optimize, actually optimize your efficiency. So by harvesting the same um, area, you can get more out of it. So you did you already implement this feature when we played it? Yes. Okay. But uh, most people you have don't it. don't you don't notice, notice it. it. So it's it's kind of a of a, of a hardcore. It's, it's, thing. A, it's a pro feature. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, I don't know. Uh, Perry in Street Fighter 3. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really nice for online experience. I mean, you know, it's, it's an extra extra level of depth, so it's cool. A little bit of that, and well, the basic idea is uh, that you you can only do that if you really you don't have to drive and you are almost bored by not having to drive. Mm -hmm. But then you can do that to so you adjust your speed. To yeah. the it's like a mini game you can play while, uh, while the, the, the main game is the autopilot is engaged. Right. Nice. That's the idea, and then the idea is that you know you drive around manually, and it does you suck obviously because it's very difficult to control the machines and yeah. plan ahead, and then you can also engage this autopilot, which which uh, kind of helps you align your vehicle. It would be really fun to see, you know, that if really pro people start playing this game hours and hours, that they kind of hack it, that they are better when they use the manual control, yeah. <laughs> like Luke Skywalker turn off the the targeting computer, yeah, right. <laughs> use the force. <laughs> Well, actually, that happened on the fair. Yeah, there's uh, a possibility. <laughs> well, uh, some pro gamers came in and started, oh, we're going to own this game, man. So the sons of the... Um, of yeah, the mostly young people had played it. Well, uh, the thing is that I, I didn't have enough time to do proper testing. Okay. And so the balancing was a, a yet. bit off. It's yet, yeah. 
So uh, that was, for example, a very good lesson to know where to tweak, how to balance the, the scoring. Mm -hmm. So um, so that you can't cannot disregard um, all the efficiency things and just go through the field very quickly because time is also a factor. So that and had, I also uh, actually tweak this kind of stuff uh, on site directly right next wow. to the machine and just compile the new thing and just uh, nice. Hacking, hacking away while people are playing. <laughs> yeah. So you were this, you know, kind of Asian guy in the background who was permanently <laughs> hacking and transferring stuff to the main machine. Come on aside, come on aside. Spot on. Yeah, nice. It's like, you know, the hacker in, uh, I think it was um, the Command and Conquer part, you know, when you clicked him, he had uh, things like, I, I'm going to suck the internet dry. <laughs> And then you did it later on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what were the experiences uh, generally? How was how, how well was the game received at the fair? I, I was only there on the first day, uh, where supposedly uh, there wasn't the most people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'll call my client this week. And But you, you were there for one day, so when I was there, um, the reception was okay. I mean, I think there was. In total, maybe 30 or something people who played it. Mm -hmm. This is okay. This is very yeah. And um, kids and, and younger people like it the most. Of course. Kind of to, to be expected. Yeah. But I, mean, still... I mean, it don't matter what kind of game it would be. It's, it's you know, just a matter of fact that it is a, a game. game. Yeah. Well, at the fair, so. you know, Imagine yeah. yourself, you are a kid on a, on a fair about agriculture. Of course, wow. the first thing you will jump on is every... There's a game? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I mean... Exactly. If, you, if you're there and, uh, I don't know, you're a business guy... It trying looks to kind of strange, you know, with this yeah, wheel in your hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are in, 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 in suit and come there, hey, let's play. Ah! <laughs> well, so it wasn't kind of roughneck meeting where... Uh, or, or, sorry, not roughneck. Um, uh, uh, redneck meeting where, you know, these guys <laughs> with their dirty pants oh. and uh, muddy boots <laughs> went into... Uh, What's this technology you're talking about? With I swear to God, uh, Martha, look at this. <laughs> Martha, <laughs> right? Well, um, almost none of the the prejudices uh, came true. Nice. Only that uh, they like it more simple, I think, and they're not so much interested interested in the technology itself, but more care more about work. the bigger picture. Yeah, how does it help me actually uh, in my in my work and. So it would be kind of a nice option for Apple, for example, to um, try to sell their computers there. For the for the <laughs> yeah, I mean, have an iMac in, in. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. Here's iHarvester. <laughs> I, I just just a giant white ball. <laughs> and it just kind of processes everything. It's made of aluminium, but one piece of aluminium. Yeah. Unibody harvester. <laughs> but in order to work with the old systems, you need some kind of adapters and everything. <laughs> Connect an old hardware in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one last question: yeah. When is the game out? Uh, depends on the client. What, what, what's the problem? The client doesn't doesn't want the game to be released. No, he he does definitely wants it, but as I said, it's kind of in a bigger marketing scheme and ah, everything. Okay. And they want uh, to make a big. They want make money of it. Oh, really? <clears throat> uh, but not of the users, not of the players. So. Um, There are some some negotiations going on, advertisement, so, and everything. advertisement, mm -hmm. and, and other 
hard things. Let's just leave it at that. But if you want to give an estimate for, for people who are listening to podcasts, when, when, when do you think they should they expect for the game to be out? Oh, I hope uh, maybe early next year. Early oh, next okay. year. Okay, yeah. so that, that's nice. All right, uh, I think that's, that's it for this piece of, of, of news. Uh, we're going to do a small break and come back with another exciting uh, piece of information for you. And we're back. I'm talking about games that will be released uh, by the end of this year, uh, next, uh, beginning of next year. Um, there is a game I was working on recently, uh, which I released recently. Well, I didn't release it. I released a small preview of the game, a small trailer. And the game is called Trauma. It actually, it's, it became Trauma just in recent uh, weeks or so. Um, initially, it was called, called Hallucinated. But I thought the name was a bit uh, difficult to understand for many people, especially for Germans. That's right. You had health problems. You lose C. Anyway, so um, I was working for this game for a year or so on this game, and it was my um, my um, what ma- diploma thesis. Yeah, final thesis um, project. For the diploma. Yeah. So let's, let's say diploma. Diploma. Yeah. Diploma for the win. <laughs> <laughs> so for for you readers uh, from our from uh, listeners from outside Germany, uh, Germany. Uh, Well, the normal way to make a graduation in, in studies was a diploma because of um, European things, globalization, globalization and, and things. We are now being introduced to yeah. we are now introduced to concepts like bachelor and master, which don't really gel with the, the way uh, we do studies in Germany right now. And there is this struggle between bachelor and, and um, the, the old diploma. Well, I still have the old diploma and I'm pretty proud of it. So, but but to be exactly, it's it's not really like a bachelor. It's, it's something if you want. It's masters, more like masters. It's, it's more, more like, like master. Yeah. yeah, it's really more like long, like, more like master. Because the gymnasium has 13 years that they changed it. Right. So it adds up to the same. Yeah, yeah. it's the same as masters actually. Okay, so back to the game. Yeah, back to the game. I was working. Uh, I was working in my final thesis on this game, and I've developed one level or something for my master thesis. Right. No, not my master diploma thesis, and. Uh, Well, the initial idea was to actually develop some kind of a modern point-and-click adventure. That's actually the subtitle of the entire entire thesis. And I kind of looked at um, what you know point-and-click adventures are like, how they developed from text adventures, what the problems were with in each individual development phase, what the innovations always were. For example, Lucas Arts introducing the ideas that you know make the games very easy to play. Actually, <laughs> because if you look at old text adventures, they are so hardcore. I mean, I, I don't understand how people could play, play them. There were things like, if you haven't picked up a certain item, you can't complete the game, and the game doesn't tell you that. And, <laughs> and it, you can't, you know, change it later on. You, you play for hours, and then you you, you just doesn't go further. You know, you, you can't solve a puzzle because there is an item somewhere at the beginning of the game you forgot to pick up. I mean, that's life. <laughs> that's not life. That's, that's, life sucks. That's fucking insane. And also, of course, things like you know, dying all the time. You know, and if you have played Sierra Adventures, you would die. Yeah. Would I, die at every. I died a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. And now, of course, Lucas Arts came in and they said, "Yeah, no, no, it really sucks if you if you die every time." They made this huge joke with uh, Monkey Island. Do you, do you know it? Oh, yeah. Where, where you died, but you didn't. You'd, Really uh, didn't die. Yeah, you walk off the cliff and there is a message box telling you you died, like like in the Sierra games. 
You're like, whoa. And then you, your character bounces back and says, oh, I'd bounce off the rubber tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, it's, this should be also in, in, nice. in the modern re- remake of Mother Monkey Island, the current remake. Some, th- some, some kind of parody like this? I, no, I, I'm pretty sure they have the same the scene tree. In, in the rubber, rubber tree scene in the current remake of Monkey Island. So you should check it out. It's really an excellent game. So anyway, I was looking at those games, Punch and Click Adventures. I was also looking at um, at uh, Myst, the game Myst. You know, you know. I know, yeah, Cyan. By Cyan, right? Which was kind of a really interesting game because it's. Do you know what you're looking confused? Confused? I don't know, Miss. No. It's, it's like this. <laughs> Pretty sure you know it. You, you should. If you see pictures, you probably probably know it. It's like you're walking through this uh, on this island, and it's all uh, rendered, 3D rendering. Actually, one of the first game, uh, first games to use 3D but rendering. With stills. With stills, of course, pre-rendered. Okay. It was way back when CD-ROM came out. Okay. And you click on things and pick up things. You know. No, from the city, not that perhaps when I see some, some in-game okay. screenshot. Anyway, so you walk on this island and it's like very stiff screens. You just rotate uh, 90 degrees and you click through static screens on, on this island and click on things, pick up clues on what to how to proceed. It's very uh, very cryptic everything. You know, it's like a dream or something and, and you have to solve a lot of puzzles, a lot of mechanical puzzles. You know, click on, on different buttons and some strange machinery. You have to figure out how to how it works and everything. It's pretty amazing. So the interesting thing about this game was the complexity and uh, you know relationships it's themselves, or was it something different? The, well, the puzzles were. The I, puzzles. Well, at, at least that's an interesting thing. The developers thought the puzzles were the things that that really engaged the players. But in reality, they figure out after some playtesting that um, a lot of players actually enjoy just walking around on the island. <laughs> they were like, you know, uh, they were clicking through and, 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 and you know, they, they really liked the visual style of the game. I never understand this kind of player. Uh, they have some, there is a great book called uh, From Mist to Riven, which is kind of a um, very large um, atlas with a lot of, a lot of um, images, concept art and everything, and some bits of information of how the game was developed. A really in-depth uh, making of of the game, mm-hmm. and um, there is a chapter where they where they wrote some uh, letters of, of fans from the game, and one was from a um, from a home of, of for the elderly, like elderly people playing this game. We've been playing, you know, we've been playing Mist for half a year or something. We find it very exciting and challenging. Blah blah blah. Um, we heard that there's a second island. <laughs> and- <laughs> And like the, the first island, we played the game. The first island is like a very, very small part of the game, actually. Uh, <laughs> they even didn't arrive. The, the no, <laughs> nice. it's like it's like playing Super Mario, the first level, and you're never reaching the castle. You know, <laughs> we heard there's a castle. We heard there's a princess. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. exactly <laughs> oh. like that. Nice. So it was really funny. We heard there, there's a mushroom. Yeah, exactly <laughs> something like that, and. Um, yeah, one other thing, and as I, you know, as I'm talking about Home for the Elderly, like the game was enjoyed by a lot of people who haven't played games before, because mm-hmm. it was looked so differently from other games. Like there was, it used this render graphics and everything. It's it kind of was also kind of you know intellectually challenging for people. You know, they, they didn't spell out everything. You have to figure things out things out for yourself. There was even like a little cool thing like that um, envelope inside with with some hints. But uh, you know you have to, had to open the envelope only if you really got stuck. So there were some some really cool. Um, like it was more like a maybe like a mystery novel than than like a traditional game like Breakout or I don't know 
uh, I don't know what kind of games were at that time. I think one game that was released at that time was Doom. Okay. It was 93, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, if we compare it to that, I mean, Doom is not really for everybody. It's like, you know, a very specific no. kind of audience. <laughs> and and the Myst was really uh, played by a lot of, especially, you know, a lot of people who didn't play so much games. And it looked very, you know, very differently in, that, in all itself. And a lot of people, games tried to copy Myst, but never actually achieved that. Like, they were always the focused. Longest Journey? Yeah, um, the Longest Journey was more point, traditional point-click. Okay. Um, and it, so, so I, I don't know, I, I took a lot of clues from different games. Also, there are some modern adventure games, point-click adventure games, which aren't really popular so much because adventure games, at, at some point, they got really unpopular, which was about at the time where uh, 3D shooters were very popular. So maybe there's a connection between 3D shooters becoming very popular and adventure games becoming very unpopular. I don't know. Okay. Halo kills the adventure stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, once one of my, my next I don't know because you know if you look at uh, f- first person shooter uh, first person shooters and the first person point and click adventure like Myst you know obviously Doom lo- looks more impressive than Myst because you can move fluidly through an environment that's right and there's more action it's more straightforward and, and everything but still Myst was one of the best selling games <laughs> un- until what <clears throat> was it you um, just a little bit off topic yeah uh, I'm not sure if it was you who sent me a link of uh, a Doom mod uh, with someone using a, a ghetto blaster, a mm. boombox, mm. and uh, that kills every monster. <laughs> no, I... No? I, and I also... <laughs> what kind of music comes out of the boombox? Oh, I, I don't know anymore. Britney Spears or something? No, some, some, some uh, Rock? cheesy disco. No, oh, cheesy, cheesy disco. stuff. Okay, this is nice. Nice. Okay, so Muse didn't have that. No. <laughs> and, and, and and it's still, um, but it still uh, was the most best-selling game un- up until Sims 2. Sims came out. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it's kind yeah, of remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I looked. You know, I looked at modern games. There are there's a kind of a niche market for for modern adventure games, which are mostly in sold in Europe, and there are kind of a lot of even German developers who make um, point-click adventure games like Monkey Island and everything, but they all go in this. Thriller, um, X Files um, direction, you know. Like Day of the Tentacle. <laughs> no, not anymore because Day of the Tentacle is more cartoony, you know, wacky ah, humor. I, I, I and thought everything. you were we were telling about you know the theme of, of the game itself or the topic of the game. Well, yeah, I, the, the topic of the game of it's kind of science fiction. Um, no, but it's, it's very <laughs> wacky, cartoony. <laughs> yeah. Day of the Tentacle thriller. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's more like uh, like you mean actor, time actor. Yeah, for example, the Secret Files Tunguska, which is developed in Germany, uh, which is kind of a pretty obvious X-Files spoof. Which, spoof? Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, the main characters look exactly like Scully and, and Mulder. And, and, yeah, okay. they, they even have X-Files coupons inside. The, like you can get nice. the movie cheaper if you buy the game. Like, oh, come <laughs> it's pretty, pretty obvious. But so okay, I looked at, at some improvements there. They kind of boil down some interface choices and everything. So um, yeah, and, and based on that, I tried to develop a new uh, new kind of game that would kind of also I look at different kinds of things like um, um, hidden object games, which are huge on the web. Do you know hidden object games? Not really. I know the 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 those get off the room. Games. Yeah, that's a different one. But hidden object games are like um, Wo is Waldo, where is Waldo? You know the books where you can mm-hmm. f- you have to find a certain object in a, on a on a page okay. which is full of different stuff. 
That's exactly Do people how... People like that, actually? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, I mean, they, they're saying like crazy. They are like one of the most successful uh, casual games genres. Casual games. <laughs> I mean, there, there is something... If something selling so much, you have to pay attention why why it's so popular. And the idea is that you have that one screen and it's full of full of items and you have to find certain items in, in on the screen. Mm-hmm. And there's mostly some kind of background story, kind of also, you know, this mystery genre everything. But, um, you know, that's selling like crazy and it's kind of similar to um, Click Adventures. And also... <laughs> Finding click, yes. Adventure, not so not much. So much. <laughs> but it's kind of boiled down to the most basic thing, what you do in, in uh, Point Click Adventure, Pix- which is... Pixel hunting. Yeah, pixel hunting, right. Okay. Um, and the other thing is uh, um, what you ex- uh, said, you know, um, escape, escape the Room, which is kind of like a Point Click Adventure, but hardcore in some mm, ways. In, in a certain kind of way. Yeah, but, but then it's limited to a very small area and, and uh, there is not much story around it. It's just one room, but anonymous room I'm just expecting that I don't know exactly what kind of game this is now but uh, I I think it's like the name says and you have to combine or do certain things to escape the room it's like it's like a it's like a challenge like a mental challenge like somebody hey I I did it can you can you do it as well like sending you a link and you mostly play it on the web and there is a, there is a very simple room, which is also kind of very cool style because everybody is always using very simple rooms, like very mundane rooms. Mm-hmm. And some of them are even made with photographs, actually, of real actual rooms. And uh, there are some items you find everywhere and you have to kind of figure out how to combine the items to open some kind of thing to get something. And then finally you get some key and you can unlock the door and exit the room and then the game is over. Mm. <laughs> yeah, often, often there's a series of rooms. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, hey, it's, this is fun. This is the reason I play games. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's 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 really a, a, a huge subgenre. No, I, I think it's this is not well personal and just very short. But um, I think it's 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 fun if it's part of the of a, of a larger game, but uh, as a game itself. But okay, that's it. You did, haven't played it, so your 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 opinion doesn't count. <laughs> I did play a lot, so. Games in this style. <laughs> 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 well, uh, well, that's also one of the things I noticed that you know um, there is a certain audience which which enjoys these kind of games, but um, they're also met with uh, severe um, like severe negative comments from other people. Oh, software. I thought uh, severe mental disability. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but it, it, especially if, you know, especially games like Myst. Yeah, um, which was so immensely popular among so many different people, but still uh, the hardcore games, especially the games hardcore still games, like don't like it so much. No, no. I that, thought the puzzles are nice. Well, the puzzles are cool, but if you if you like the kind of puzzles, if you're if you're totally into this game, then it's 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 a dream for 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 you. But if you if you you know if you're used to action titles or you know the triple A titles which you normally associate with gaming, like Doom, for example. Which, when you like Doom, you probably didn't like Myst so much. Mm-hmm. Chances are that you didn't yeah. like Myst so much. True here. So, you didn't like Myst as well? Well, not so much dislike, but more uh, not interested. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And then they don't know what the, what the fuss is all about, and you know it gets yeah. very boring very quickly, and then yeah, they lose interest. I also thought uh, it not, not only the, the game is still static, also... Feels cumbersome to navigate through the yeah. island. If it if it weren't, then I don't see a reason why 
Well, these are the, some of the things I tried to address. For example, navigation. I mm-hmm. looked into how to make the game more dynamic. Perhaps. What's your game about? Perhaps you just... Uh, oh, yeah. Just tell. So all these games are yeah. inspirations for your... Yeah. For the, your the kind of the, the research, you know, did a very, very, actually very systemized an analysis of the, what things worked, what didn't work, where I can borrow ideas from and everything and do, did, did this very systematic approach at, at, delivery, at coming at, arriving at some kind of gameplay which... Um, which is the game right now. The story actually came at very last, <laughs> which is not the ideal thing to do with things, but, uh, but that's how it worked out. Uh, the idea is that um, uh, there is a young girl who, well, girl, well, she's 20-something, and she has a car accident. And from the car accident, she gets into a hospital where she, where she recovers from the accident um, a, in an um, intensive care unit. And while she's there, she's having dreams of, you know, maybe induced by drugs, I don't know, uh, where she kind of, you know, deals with some problems she had prior to the accident or uh, things that were maybe, uh, you know, triggered by the accident because there is some hint that maybe her parents also died in this accident. And she kind of deals with the loss of her parents and everything. And... um, well, and you, as a player, you can experience these dreams. There are four dreams, and you can navigate through them and kind of do different things. They're all about a certain certain topic. And after the dream is over, there is always a discussion with her and and a um, and doctor, where she kind of talks about what the dream might mean and everything. Oh, nice. So, so there's there's kind of is, is this also part of a game, or is it more like okay, you have um, you have succeeded in um, in doing the dream and then you know yeah it's, it's, it's more like a cutscene it's not not really interactive okay. so, but okay. um, but uh, nice. there is a there is a story around which kind of just explains why you're doing all the stuff you're doing there and uh, the visuals are done with photography actually and uh, as I said you know I looked into things like uh, Microsoft Photosynth which is a technology to combine photos into a, this 3d collage of of 3D environment where you can click at individual photos and move the camera through 3D space and kind of like a recreation of the space you made the photos in. It's very difficult to explain in words actually you have to see it in in motion but then it becomes pretty apparent what you're doing Mm. there. And also I included a different uh, kind of interface gimmick or feature which is um, a uh, gesture-based navigation system. So you can... um, so you can use different gestures to navigate through the level as well. So you can do a certain gesture to turn around, do a certain gest- gesture to zoom in, oh, well, to zoom out, to zoom in, you click on things. And so there are a couple of very simple gestures that help you, you know, browse through the through the environment. But do you are these gestures kind of a re- really integral part of the game? Do you really need them, or could you also play the game without using the gestures? I don't know. I think you could theoretically solve each level uh, without using the gestures, but it wouldn't be. Uh, they are there. They they're helping you. Okay, so it's it's additionally it's a help, but you don't need them exactly if you want to play. Yeah, but you will probably use them anyway. Okay, so it's it's kind of a big deal. So like you could you can play through Ikaruga without shooting, but. It's about shooting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, <laughs> but you do have to use certain gestures to solve the final. Yeah. Um, there's there's always each level has to be solved by using a certain gesture, which isn't for navigation, but for doing things in the in, in the dreams. And you have to the basically the goal of the whole game is to figure out one gesture and use it in a certain spot uh, to trigger an animation. So the, the platform for the game was also flash. Yes, it's also flash, just as like like your chunks. And I'm 
also like like Utrong, I'm kind of struggling with releasing it because it's not quite done yet. Some animations, um, some cutscenes are are missing, like introduction. Right now, the whole background story isn't quite explained so well, so I'm 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 trying to um, you know, flesh this more out. And also, um, well, there's some programming to be done to make it work online because right now, you know, everything is just on hard drive and there's no problem. But as soon as you put it online, you have to have to, every asset, every photo has to be streamed also from web and there has to be preloaders and everything. So how big is the whole project? Right now it's about 80 megabytes. Okay. So 18? 18. 18. There are a lot of videos and a lot of photos and a lot of mm. commentaries. Is it broken down already? Into you know levels and uh, different yes. swifts. And yes. No. No. Not different swifts. Just one swift, and everything is loaded um, individually. Every photo is loaded okay. individually. Probably it's not a very wise idea to do. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I I sent the version without the missing stuff to IGF, Independent Games Festival, and received some great feedback so far from lots of people. Lots of people are really excited about it. Even some really crazy dudes who. Uh, really already want to buy the game and everything nice. so that, that's really nice uh i'm looking forward to it i'm still working on on you know with with my musician on some some stuff and i hope to release, release it by the end of the year or beginning of next year so are you going are you going to do a presentation about the game or is it about you know they look um the entrances of or all games that have been sent to them and they decide for certain games or how is this structure they, they're going to the decide for themselves uh, I had okay. to I had to create um, a small video or they suggested creating a small video and send in a, a preview copy ah nice so you did this video you have also on the web it's yes it's for the for the oh. which I, I initially I thought it was pretty annoying to, to create a video of my game and everything but yes. but in the end it turned really out really cool to boil everything down for other yeah. people to yeah, see yeah you have a very controlled environment and can you know really show the people what you think the game mm -hmm. should be about or is about so mm. it's nice so look forward to it that's it yes. for, for this piece of information we're going to come back with a final uh, final part, part where Fabrice is going to tell what he's about to do in the next uh, weeks months right <laughs> until then <laughs> Welcome back to the last bit uh, of information we have for you today, of news we have for, for you today. It's about Fabrizio. Yes, right. Um, you, I, I heard. <laughs> I heard. I don't know. <laughs> rumors. I had rumors that you are about to start in, uh, this uh, strange organization called Cologne Game Lab. Yeah, that's right. I'm. Uh... Which I organized, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's strange. <laughs> that's why it's strange. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, last week or this week, it's... Uh... Yeah, uh, I think it was the beginning from the um, 8th or 7th, mm. 8th, 8th of uh, this month. Yeah. Um, I started and um, I'm on my, my main focus will be to work on an iPhone, iPhone uh, game, mm. uh, which uh, I think the name uh, is, is the name somehow. Uh, Tell the name. People have to know it. Yeah, it's, it's the Agrippina Riddle. I think it's in English. We <laughs> have to know Agrippina is. Uh, what the, what, what is Agrippina? It's, it's, um, it's part of the historical name of Cologne because um, yeah. Cologne is, I think the full name is Ara, Ara Agrippina Agrippensum. All right. So it's, 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 it's based. It's, There are two C's uh, in front of that. 
as well. To cease. Colonia, blah, blah, something. Colo ah, it's, it's col col Colonia Ara Agripensum. This All right. is, I think, yeah. Another thing. I don't, okay. I don't okay, know. Okay, so it's really complicated. As you see, we are pros in the history of Cologne. In this Agrippina, I think some some girl. Some girl, some uh, royal, yeah, some, some royal, 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 royal lady yeah. from, from from Rome or something. Yeah. <laughs> some very important ladies. It's like gossip girl, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and she was back in Rome. She was doing some some crazy stuff here, and we don't really know what stuff, but but she's kind of uh, became like the main giver for Cologne, kind of. And so there's a riddle around her. We don't really know what, know what kind of riddle there is. So the thing is, when I got into the project, there was kind of a rough project description because um, the project is supported by... Um, European Union. By the European Union, yeah. yeah. It's European Union. Well, yeah, the, the, the money is coming, coming from the European Union, but it's, it's distributed by a bank, by, by the NAV Bank. NRW bank. Yeah. So um, yeah. So for for this, there had to be a kind of proposal. So this proposal for this uh, for the project is also some kind of uh, possibility to move for me now. And um, it's basically about um, yeah about Cologne because um, right now or already for some years, um, Cologne has been uh, Cologne is a very historical city. So there are many sites, you know, where there are. Uh, constantly finding new stuff which is uh, somehow you know lying under under the layers of cologne mm. which have kind of grown over the time it's really amazing every time there's yeah. an excavation or, or some kind of they're, they're finding constantly here. new stuff it's, yeah it's and really... they like you know there's a uh, there's a construction site and you know all the all the uh, you know excavators are standing there and then there's some ruins inside and some people are doing measurements and photographs <laughs> and everything oh we discovered something again wow it's was like <laughs> underneath this yeah so this is there's really big big um big scene around it and also there's now been a current project with this which is also on the uh, run in the institution um, where we have studied mm -hmm. uh, where they are visualizing this um, historical cologne so they have a completely complete model of it I think Uchong has also yeah, worked, worked on it. it a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so um, there's really pretty much stuff going around there about this historical or the historical Cologne. So there was this idea to you know kind of use use this as a basis for a game where I don't know perhaps um, um, kids from school you know get uh, iPhones because the iPhone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great. It's already sold to kids. Yeah, <laughs> Assumption. So because um, one assumption or one uh, uh, constraint from the beginning was also to develop an iPhone app, hmm. which is also you know a certain thing because at the time when the idea came up for for this game, yeah, the that iPhone, was one year ago. Yeah, it was one year ago, and of course at that at that time you know kind of augmented reality techniques, no matter how how minor they were, but you know it was it was kind of a nice idea to do games with um, this feature or hmm. to use. Um, For example, the compass or the um, GPS navigation of the iPhone and implemented in the game. Of course, now there are already some games who are using it, which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, a pity a little bit because, of course, um, it's, no, it's not that top-notch innovation. innovation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, of course, still with the game mechanics or the game itself, you can, you can do interesting things, sure. I think. Because I think, you know, if you look at... Uh, we already spoke about it. But I think if you look at, at those... 
you know, games that play somewhere where you have to go out and do something with your mobile. They always look so damn experimental. That's right. Most of them, yeah. Like there are those those experiments where some students are putting computers in their backpacks <laughs> and putting some weird glasses on and, and doing some strange stuff with cell phones and Twitter and I don't know. Yeah, that's really right. They're only very... I'm, I think now it's really starting that they are coming, coming up a little more potentially popular games mm-hmm. who are using these features. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really at the beginning right now, so it's kind of an interesting project and um, for rich kids. No, not necessary. No. I mean, you could also combine it, you know, um, with with some kind of um, tourist package or package for classes. No, okay. who who will um, have we'll, a day or, yeah, visit, or visit hours Cologne, in Cologne, and right. then they get iPhones from us, and and then we're gonna put them through this experience where they can right. do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they have you know a certain game, and they can experience Cologne. And there's also the idea, you know, to use the iPhone as let's say, kind of um, the main medium, but that you're also at um, special sites or special locations, um, terminals, where you can do things which will take more performance, you know, like if you want to do things with the real 3D model or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's basically kind of uh, also a development of middleware. Yeah, awesome. We are working with a company together. Um, Rockabyte. Rockabyte uh, studios, which um, which are want to develop some kind of middleware, some kind of development platform for uh, for iPhone, and this project is supposed to be some kind of a showcase for for mm-hmm. them okay. as well. So um, yeah, right now the the project itself is standing really at the beginning, which means that um, I'm now in kind of a research phase because you know there are really pretty big areas which group around this topic. One big area, of course, is um, you know, the type of games you can play or will play with um, this combination or kind of technologies and also constraints from the topic we have. So you have, you know, kind of social games, you have location-based mm-hmm. games, all this stuff. So this is really a pretty big topic to explore what people have already made and what is possible. Then, of course, um, the historical Cologne is a pretty huge topic, but it's also really nice, you know, because you have so much material or you can find so much material about... Um, First off, of course, Roman general, but also about the um, Colonian Roman time, mm-hmm. um, and of course also the technology. So what what is possible, what is doable with the iPhone and whatnot. So you have these kind of uh, three areas, which also which subdivide into more areas. So I'm kind of researching now um, the historical Cologne and um, planning to do it in kind of uh, yeah many sequences. That I uh, try to um, go through every area and every sub area, and then no, do always wow. wrap ups of everything. So, so amazing research you're doing there. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's why we hired you. <laughs> no, um, uh, it's really. I think it's really an amazing topic because it's com- combined so many uh, areas of of research which are hot right now, which are things like um, serious games, because this is a game that is supposed to... And educative also. Yeah, yeah education. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do you educate people using games? And also, of course, this, um, I don't know, location-based gaming, or how they call it, you know, yeah. the idea that you take something mobile with you and play the game in the real world, or, or what you, happens in the game has... Has, has some connection to real-world yeah, yeah. points, yeah. I, I really find it a, a really exciting project, uh, and what I'm really curious about is how you're going to solve the, you know, how you... Because if, if there's there's this, uh, you know, education education with games thing, it's mostly very um, very conservative and very boring. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you look at that, you know, it is, of course, a topic you're, you're kind of trying to get into as well, Yuchong, right? For my diplo- diploma, <laughs> uh, I will do something, some 
language learning game mm. as well. All right. So you you will have both. We'll be working both with the same problems, which is how to make something that's supposed to be t teaching you something exciting and you know something that can compete with entertainment. Otherwise, you know, but still be taken care of, uh, taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure I, it is solvable at all. But and maybe it's not. It's I right. also not don't know really. I mean, I I could. I could think of now really, you know, some really schematic rough things, which, uh, but, but of course I'm, all, I'm, I've also not now a special idea how to do this educative part, but, um, I have, perhaps I have some kind of idea. We will see. We're gonna, um, <laughs> I'm really at the beginning right now. Yeah, so, yeah. um, we just wanted to make an announcement. So you know what we're doing. Beware. Beware. There will be more to come. <laughs> Um, you heard it first, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, but I, I think uh, this is going to be a topic we're going to mention in uh, following podcasts when we have more. All right, um, and then we're going to finish up now. Uh, I think we are shorter than the previous podcast, aren't we? We are. That's that's nice. That's we're, a good thing. We're getting there. <laughs> Get. <laughs> so uh, we're going to finish up with a game that nobody played, which. Uh, For the first time, it's introduced, <laughs> Not by, so Christian. It's introduced yeah. by somebody else than me, but I can contribute to, to it because I've seen it short, shortly and I know what, what it's all about. At the beginning of the show, we talked about 3.4 um, briefly, and the game friends. that nobody played is actually 3.1. <laughs> everybody knows 3.2. That's right. Uh, but... Well, I think many people uh, might have wondered why two was the first one. Yeah. And it, it actually, uh, well... Where's three? I, <laughs> three? Well, three is a bit wonky. Under, under there it, was uh, alpha and there was real three. But in the competitive scene, three is actually... Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Still hot. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, I, actually, uh, we didn't do any research on, on uh, the first Street Fighter. For now, we just came out with this uh, idea just now. But uh, I've definitely played it uh, why, when I was, I don't know, nine or something, ten maybe. <laughs> Did you Whoa. play it on a real arcade? Uh, real arcade, yeah, wow. sure. Because I, I don't think there's, there was um, a proper port at all no. for consoles or something. Because at that time there weren't any consoles. Wow. So or cool. there were, uh, you know, NES or Famicom. But um, they just couldn't re replicate that kind of... Uh, Graphics and, and everything. So was it? A oh no! Game? Wait, wait. What? There, there was a port for the PC Engine. Oh, what's that? You don't know PC Engine? Uh, I, I heard about it. So, 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 so we, we can do. <laughs> um, so uh, what's the game about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, a, next next podcast. Yeah, next <laughs> what's the game about? Uh, basically, it's the same. It's people fighting. <laughs> really? And uh, but it, it was done really crappy. Um, <laughs> There was, of course, Rue, but he looked totally differently back then. <laughs> How did he look like? I think he had red hair. <laughs> okay. And but but he already had a bandana, and oh. um, the suit is kind of in, in that uh, style already. And uh, if you play it on uh, the right side, with, as the second player, then you are Ken, which is uh, automatically uh, <laughs> automatically Ken. And it's like Street Fighter Four then. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's um, down to the to the side, you know. Right, so left okay. is always real and right is always Ken. And I think Ken already had uh, red uh, uh, clothes. Oh, okay. And well, you fight against. Uh, I think it, it was also eight um, other fighters, including a boxer who uh, sort of looked like Barrock. Barrock, maybe. 
there was I think Ken already. Ken came from there. Ken? Ken. 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 Oh, again. With yeah. G. Ken, uh, yes. Of course, the final boss is Sagat. All right. And back then, I think he had his eye and uh, no scars on his chest. Ah. So that's the prequel. Right. <laughs> Or maybe the resolution wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he could already do, I think, all the tiger shots, uh, which was mm. annoying as hell. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that. <laughs> It's <so> annoying. <laughs> So actually, um, some of the backgrounds in the three third street fight, the third strike, were remixed of certain stages of the first mm. street fighter. Wow. I think it's only that nobody knows it. Yeah. But you did know. So it's only for you a remix, but not for somebody who... Hmm? So it's for you or for special, for people who know, just yes. know the first part. Because it's nice kind special. Of... Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's something I would actually like to see for Street Fighter 4. You know, we see that f with uh, the Chun-Li Chun stage, which is a remix of uh, the old stage. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this, the backgrounds that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and music we talked about previously. Music especially, yes. Yeah. Um, we have, I think, a Gaio remix, which is on the battle... No, um, on the field. This, this airplane, airplane, air, airplane air, field. Airplane field, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Which is nice, but... Uh, Missing real stage and, and Ken stage, you know, yeah, with, with the ship, with the, ship with the guy the on the ship, yeah. like, like one of them. <laughs> okay, back to Street Fighter One. Uh, the control was really bad, uh, so one one might wonder why they um, actually bothered to make a second one. But good that good thing that they did because yeah, the course. second one was way better. But the first one, you couldn't re reliably do the moves, really? and it was not your fault, but. Uh, The, the I don't know something was something was off. yeah something was was off and uh, every every player just uh, kept doing very strange motions and uh, uncontrolled <laughs> hoping that something would come come out <laughs> so and it's just like Street Fighter 4 then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's either um, the the Fireball Hadouken or the Shuriken but it doesn't really matter because if you manage to do them and they hit I think if you manage to Do a shuriken which hits thrice on a um, on on an enemy who jumps in, he just dies. All right, <laughs> right away, <laughs> something like that. And there are all sorts of rumors like if you uh, have this uh, this number on your score on the, on the last digit, and you do a shuriken in this stage at this point. Uh, hitting the ear of the uh, non Rushmore, the, the then hell? then you can get some some alien stage or something. Oh, Jesus. All sorts of different. Was it was it were they based on truth or are they just rumors? I think there are rumors, <laughs> but, I, but, but I love such such. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, back in the days, the games were full yeah. of such crap. And we were like, you go uh, Castlevania, go to a certain place, you have to duck and use certain item, and then. The, uh, Tornado comes and, and takes away. This was like normal gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was still kind of funny. And uh, well, the thing I remember the most. You know? oh, oh, after each, each um, match, you already had this um, two portraits. Uh, the, the beaten uh, fighter would appear, you know, like very. Like in Super Mario 2. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a, a, even a vo voiceover yeah. saying something like, uh, that, was, "That was a great performance. You're a great fighter, but over the world, <laughs> something." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating because you 
really cannot understand what the guy is saying. Good thing they have subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the message was that um, there are other great fighters in the world, but yeah. it was in world. <laughs> <laughs> Because so. the, the sampling quality was not good enough <laughs> back, back, back in the days. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. So um, get it on MAME and uh, play yeah, how, it. How do you play it? Do you have to have a new emulator? Uh, yeah, I think nowadays you can get it on MAME or... Uh, yeah, I think it's mostly MAME. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Check it out, guys. It's uh, go back to the roots to see how everything began. Um, sometimes bad girls, bad, bad girls, bad games, <laughs> bad girls also. But bad games uh, turn out to be great uh, after some sequels have been made. Hmm. Don't <laughs> okay. see the connections to girls. <laughs> no, not true. This is somehow, but very abstract. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so that's it for uh, for today. Uh, we, uh, I hope you enjoy this shorter podcast. We're going to try to uh, follow up on, on this small, shorter format. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you guys for, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, I think we have some excellent time here. <laughs> uh, if you have something to add to this discussion, uh, please do so in the post on gamedesignreviews.com. Uh, we have also included some show notes to uh, various things we discussed, maybe even uh, to the emulator and everything of Street Fighter 1. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Um, and if you would like to join join us in our Street Fighter gaming sessions, except maybe for Fabrizio, who, um, who was excluded I'm, from the Xbox I'm community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> But uh, we'll return shortly. Right. And, and, uh, and with us, check out our game attacks on our, our website. Um, the next podcast will be, I don't know when, but uh, I guess in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah. This year. This year. This year, of course. No, well, two weeks or three weeks. Or yeah. Um, yeah. It depends. We, we can't really save, save for sure, but we're trying to establish a rhythm, which is something that works well with, with us. Um, yeah. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.